I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Okay, so when we eventually get... A spinoff television series. Yeah, of course. For our show. Yeah. Which is the natural progression of any podcast. It's, it's how it works. a six-episode television series that gets canceled immediately. Yeah. When we do, I have the perfect name for it. Okay, it wouldn't be like the usual bet TV show or something like that? You know, <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah, like, like the usual bet televised special. You know. The usual show. You know, people would probably find it a lot easier. <laughs> okay, than my okay, idea. okay. What is your idea? My idea is you ready? ready sure. For this? Teletub babies. Because <laughs> no, yeah, tub, I yeah, like the te- usual te- tele tele like television tub like the usual yeah, bet, yeah. and then babies because we're babies. <laughs> so. I, I really like where you're going with this. I like the start. It's a good pitch. Um, a good presentation. Uh, there might be some legal issues with, I with don't the see name. How. What, why is... Where would where would we run into legal... You know legal... what? How, I'm going to talk with the PR department. We'll, we're going to have some talks about it. It's a great idea. And why? I think you should... I think you should... We should move this along and you should start the episode. What? And worst case scenario, if it falls through, the usual show is, is always on the table. That's uh, it's not good enough. <laughs> it needs to be witty and creative, and like nothing's better than Teletub babies because you have, you have it's right there in the name what it is. Yeah, it's right there. It's, yeah, it's the usual battle. You got the tub, but it's yeah. also babies and it's also Teletub. And in every episode, we could have like a smiling sun in the background. I mean, I guess I never really thought about what the show would look like, <laughs> but a, a sun outside, like, yeah. I yeah. can see that being... And maybe like, we could wear, like, like cute little outfits, all in our in our individual colors, of course. Oh, that'd be really cute. Yeah, yeah. you wear something, like, in blue, and you could wear something in purple. Yeah, of course. And every, really set us yeah. apart. Yeah, and every TV show, it really, it needs, like, some kind of gimmick, a catch, right? Yeah. Ours, I mean, I, I ours would be... I thought the bats. Well, we yeah, do. sure, but that's what we do on the podcast. We need to amp it up a step. Right. So okay. I was thinking, like, TVs in, on, our, in our, on our outfits. Like, like we'd wear TVs. And like right in like our tummy, there'd be a little square, and we could like we could show people stuff. If we went into like a memory, it could zoom in on the TV or something like that. Okay, so I wasn't with you at first. I was thinking like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would you want a television on your stomach? That doesn't make any sense. But now you're like okay, but now if like we're telling a story, we're like oh, remember that time Chloe was baby, and then it would zoom in yeah. on your stomach, okay. and then it would okay. show you being you, baby. You haven't commented on it yet, and I'm worried you don't understand what I'm doing. What? It's Teletubbies. No, Teletub babies. No, you made Teletubbies! Everything I've said so far for the pitch has been Teletubbies! I just I remade Teletubbies! I see you're shortening it, but it's actually Teletub babies. You know what Teletubbies are! Sure, but I see no relation. What do you mean, Teletubbies? Teletub babies! They're completely different words! Oh my gosh, you have to start the episode. We're, we've said Teletubbies enough that we're gonna start having to pay royalties. No, they have to pay me. I'm the royalty. <laughs> you are legally a lady, so you know what? I am the princess. So, yeah, you know what? I want my money. <laughs> Where's my royalties? That's I always talk about royalties. That's not how they work. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome to the usual about an 18 and up age play discussion podcast for now. <laughs> Shut up. Every week we make about the losers and diapers for the next episode. I am the non-Newtonian big sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie Elizabeth. And I'm the baby sister Chloe Elizabeth. But to to be fair, I conceded last episode, so I should get lenient leniency. I I, I, I pled I pled guilty, a plea bargain. You should have done that on the episode. <laughs> Well, what about those, Those, you know how they sometimes have those retroactive bargains, <laughs> you know, like sometimes afterwards. When for, new evidence comes to light, yeah, is they, that what you're talking about? Sure. <laughs> What's the new evidence? Uh, yes, actually, I, I was talking uh, to a scientist who works directly with the Elder Clock, and they explained a lot of things to me, and now I know more things. So let's. So with the, the new information that I learned, that's. So it wasn't. It wasn't that your your bet was was intentionally wrong. <laughs> it was that you were ill informed. Yeah. So you're, exactly. you're claiming negligence here. Yeah. So I want. I'm going for one of those. That's why I'm going for one of those after conviction plea bargains that you know they do sometimes. All right. So we'll send that to the baby court. <laughs> It comes back in, like, 6 to 12 weeks, which for babies is, like, most of their lifespan. So we'll see how how this this plays out. Great. In the meantime, you look very cute. You have more ruffles than that brand of potato chips called ruffles. Thank you. I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing stuff my mommy made me because I want to be cute. I haven't I haven't dressed up cute in a little while. I really like your bloomers. I love my bloomers. They're adorable. I was thinking earlier, I was talking to my friend about how like I, I like to wear dresses and stuff everywhere or mm-hmm. skirts or whatever. And I always keep shorts on under the skirts. Yeah. And like I think the go to for this, if you're like uh uh someone who's wearing skirts and you don't want people looking up your your dress or whatever. Yeah. Is to wear like bike shorts or those kind of like kind of like, like athletic shorts. So yeah, like the, or something. The, the shorter, lighter shorts. Right. Um and I usually wear like pajama shorts instead, mm-hmm. um, but they Which, have like little ruffles on. Yeah, the they're, I've seen them. They're basically bloomers. Yeah, you basically wear bloomers. Well, underneath this is your what dresses. I'm trying to say is I want a <laughs> pair of bloomers. I want like real oh. bloomers that I can wear under my my dresses. So it's like if my skirt flips up, it's like right. But those are the bloomers. Like it's almost like. It's almost intended. Like, like okay. when, a, when a Victorian dress flips up and you see the bloomers, it's not even like, oh, scandalous. It's like, no, okay, obviously that's well, part of the there's, outfit. There's a really easy way to get you this. Okay. So I know my mommy who made this, obviously, uh, listens to the episode. So we'll just ask her to make you one. So so I'll start it off. Mommy, will you make Sophie some bloomers? Okay. Okay. And now, and now I say, Aunt Chloe's mom. Oh, no, that's not what you call her, though. Chloe's mom. Oh, that's not that's not what she made you call her, mm. is it? That's not the title you have to use. So like maybe maybe we should we should we should you you want these right? It's something you really want. So like when you want something really bad, you ask super nicely for it. That's true, and I do want something super bad. Uh huh. Um, Auntie, can you please make Chloe into a helpless drooling infant? Thank you. There you go. So see, I don't really know where to go from there because like on one hand, you did you did embarrass yourself as your cheeks show by by calling her your auntie, and that's cute. And in, I in the I, game I of like chess, that. you have to yeah. be willing to sacrifice pieces. <laughs> you sacrificed yourself to destroy me. And you yeah, know, I, I I did I did lose a, a knight, but you lost your queen, so I'm here for it. 
Here's the thing. Uh, my mommy always remembers the stuff I knew she'll bet, and this will come back around. I, the boomerang has been launched, and I see it flying away, and I'm looking at it like, I'll see you soon. Who? Do you okay. have something you want to talk about? Yeah, I have things I want to talk about. Many things. We'll All see right. if we can get to more than one topic this episode. Uh, we'll see. Okay, we'll see first things first. My new semester of school started. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm stressed out. Are you going to all your classes? Yes. How many classes is that? That's, I have three classes and then a, a distance learning class, which is going to be a disaster. Where you learn about distance? No, where I am distant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I am distant from the class. Okay, the instructor, is. all the videos are recorded. There is no scheduled meetings, and I just have to do it all myself. Okay. I'm st- I don't get it, so I'm going to assume you're learning about distance. Okay, cool. You're learning miles. I mean, one of my courses is, is a geography course, so technically correct. It's not that course, but... Oh, you're going to learn what countries are in Europe. <laughs> no. Because you I'm... think there's like four countries there, in all of Europe. There are four countries in all of Europe, but what I, I can't do... I'm sure we have European <laughs> listeners. I cannot enrage them with my lack of math knowledge. We can't begin this. We can't go there. I, I, I won't do it. I have a thing to say. Okay. My school started, and I'm stressed out. And I okay. think most college students either start stressed out or become incredibly stressed out over the semester. The pressure builds, the anxiety builds, you get your, like, final exams. I've had schools that the anxiety was so bad, that not for, like, sensory rooms and, like, like, like de-stress rooms. And, like, they'd have dogs come in around finals. Nurseries, and you could, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where I'm going. <gasps> I'm glad. I'm glad you're ahead of the oh. curve, young lady. Unfortunately, you've raised the curve for everybody else, and everyone suffers now, and the class secretly hates you. That's how curves work? Yes. Oh. If you do really good, everyone else does a little worse. I'm great at curves. Yeah, that's the problem, I'm sure. That's why I win Mario Kart. (laughs) Shut up! Okay, so... I'm pulling you really far away from this thread. I just keep yanking the thread, and it's unraveling. But anyway, so, so, I think 2D stress students... The obvious answer is baby. Like, I'm going. It's baby. We're going there. But I have a really important and good way to to do this. I have a good pitch for this. Okay. I think colleges should have uniforms. Oh. Like like those really cute school uniforms? Right. Some colleges do have uniforms. Really? I think. Yeah. Like private colleges? That's crazy. I think so. Oh. Well, then all colleges, including those, should have uniforms. And those uniforms... They should there's include private high schools, and there should be private colleges, right? I In imagine theory. so. I, I, are all colleges private? That's a good point. <laughs> like most colleges are private, yeah. right? I so... mean, I guess there's like some state colleges. Are, are those technically private or not? Yeah, they're probably they're probably still private. <laughs> okay, but anyway, listen, 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 okay, listen, right. listen, listen, listen. Okay. You know what? You've you you're, you've you've helped me a bit with my pitch here, and I will, will. It's a fun tool for later. Okay, they should have uniforms. With those uniforms diapers why would you get you're spending money to be in that class hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to be in that class why are you getting up and wasting your money going to the bathroom that's money wasted that you're not that you're not getting from the professor the knowledge you're not getting you're wasting it by taking a potty break diapers solve that you're you're in you're in your study zone you're you're really you're trying to catch up figure stuff out you're in the zone you gotta go potty, mm. you ruin your momentum, and then you, you quit studying and then you go just like scroll through tiktok for four hours Okay, well, you know, like, adults have something called self-regulation. I don't think that's true. Okay, but anyway, (laughs) also, many college students aren't adults. They're, like, in their 20s. And if I've learned anything, a 20-year-old is a toddler. A drunk toddler. 
Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Okay, now I think this would really help de-stress students. And of course, if we tre- like baby them a little bit, we went we used kid gloves on the students. The college world's too harsh. It's too it's too mean. We got to put the kid gloves back on and 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 really really treat them like infants. And I think that I, I think that'll really like help reduce the anxiety and the fear of taking a really difficult course. I remember when I was younger and I was in high school and all my teachers would tell me like college is so serious and intense and you need to know cursive because that was so <laughs> <that> people talk. <laughs> you need to know cursive. Hey. All of your essays are gonna be required oh written in cursive or something. Do you and mean now I'm Do you mean Times New Roman eleven point five font print? I still don't know how to make a Z in cursive. <laughs> Anyway, um, I was told all this stuff about how serious and everything yes. that it was, and then I went to college, and uh, I realized that that's not true. Nobody cares at all about anything, and you exactly. can pretty much do whatever you want. Which is a um, disaster. Which is, you know, at first I thought, this is so cool, I can wear pajama pants. No. Okay, you know like that scene in, in When Harry Met Sally? Yeah. When, when Sally breaks up with her boy, and she's like... You know, it was always like, well, we we want to make sure that we don't have kids or mm-hmm. we don't tie ourselves down. Because what if we want to fly off to Paris at the drop of a hat? Yeah. Or what if we want to have sex on the kitchen floor or whatever? Um, and then, but then she's like, but we never did fly off to Paris or we never did have sex on the yes. kitchen floor. And so and so forth. And that's kind of how college is. Where yeah. You kind of get there and you're like, oh my gosh, can... look at this. I could wear pajama pants school. But you don't really wear no, pajama pants you don't to want school. To. But what you have then is this illusion of freedom. Exactly. Where you can go there and do anything you want, but but you're not gonna. You're not gonna do everything you want. You you think you you think you can, you think you have all this power, but you really don't. Exactly. And it's kind of uh it's irresponsible for college to now, to treat you here. like like you are allowed to do everything. And exactly, and you're not. All they do by giving you that much freedom is give you the freedom to fail. And mm. I think I think that you're paying so much money to be there. They should take away that freedom from you. They should take your freedom from you. I went to a college where every semester you got 100 sheets of paper that you were allowed to use from the printer for free. Yeah. And everyone got really upset because they're like, we pay like $4,000 <laughs> to be here. And you, you, you're saying we can only use 100 pieces yeah. of paper? Like, it's paper paper don't that's stupid like if we're paying you this much money why don't you just let us print what we want to print and that's because that's how we're raised Mm -hmm. we're raised taught that the way that we show mastery over our environment is obtaining goods yeah it's that this is is concrete things are what like make us important we want paper that's what we want because that's that's how we show that we have control over our environment is by obtaining physical physical goods yes but that's not true the way that you obtain mastery over your environment is through success and (laughs) colleges want to just give us a hundred sheets of paper. They don't want to give us success, Chloe. Of course They don't want us to succeed at things because if they wanted us to succeed, they'd say, hey, how can we help you succeed? And the answer to that is you need to take away our choices. Exactly. I, now, so this, you might, you pose a, a good point in that this is a difficult thing for the colleges. Where is their incentive? Where is their, what's the point? Like how do, why would they do this? And I have an answer. Oh, okay. Sell diapers in the bookstore. 
everything in that bookstore is like five times its normal price or sometimes they just add a zero and just sell diapers in the bookstore. The college can make so much money off of students having to buy their own diapers from the college bookstore. But I think that part of your tuition should, your diapers should be included. Okay, so we'll, we'll start there. White diapers are included. Plain oh, diapers are included. Yeah, but you gotta have that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like that's simple ultra. Another sure, another you can problem. Have those. Another problem with college that everyone really hates is that clicks go away. <laughs> and, you know, when when people move into college and they say, "Whoa, I'm not like a, a hopeless nerd outcast anymore. Who am I? If only I could keep that identity exactly. moving into my adulthood." Exactly. And that's, it's a huge problem. So this will bring us back to like high school, to younger years, and really help you focus on, on, on what's in front of you. So yeah, imagine walking into the bookstore and there's just good nights there. <laughs> there's, there's like, there's like prides there. And there's, there's, there's like space diapers there. Yeah. You really, yeah. You don't want to use your, your free 100 what plain white diapers <laughs> you want to pay for the exclusive high quality premium diaper exactly you're completely getting it um and on top of that like if your your individual like major could net you some like some like diapers of that style like if you're in like like oh, environmentals you get like a planty diaper you like could, you could like earn a diaper point yeah based on like your credits in a in a degree program <laughs> I do like that, and then, like, if you are, like, over halfway towards a certain degree or whatever, you unlock that exclusive diaper. (gasps) You know what, Chloe? The... (laughs) What's up? You're so aghast. Okay, Chloe. What? People aren't revolutionizing fast enough. This is a problem in our society where, like, listen, with the advancement of technology... Things are escalating at unprecedented rates. We are discovering more and more about the human condition. Advertising is becoming more and more direct. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we we have new models of, of like, ways to interact with things and to make money and to to turn things into, like, a a good, like, advertising or business model. Yeah, capitalism is becoming more powerful. (laughs) And one of the things that I think that we've really learned in the past, like, 10, 15 years Mm -hmm. is the power... Of gotcha, <laughs> loot boxes. How in the world does this skins. pertain? Oh, I see. <laughs> so when you when you achieve a certain rank, when you yeah. achieve junior of philosophy, yeah. you unlock the junior philosophy, which is a diaper. question mark diaper. <laughs> you look like a the, big question. You look like the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 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 again, this feeds into the click feature. You see someone and they're like, oh, that's, that's a junior philosophy diaper. Oh, what an undergrad. <laughs> I have to say, I hate this idea a lot. I hate everything what? we're talking about what do you a mean? lot. I'm pretty much pushing us as far as I can into, like, the, this, like, the, the realm of things we don't want to actually happen in real life, but are totally plausible. Okay, yeah. So, so we we do have a, a a way college could make like students baby, but it does. It is a corporate capitalist health scheme, <laughs> we did, and that's we we've grounded somehow, it. We did somehow lean a little bit. It's, too far into the idea of exploiting the students hey. and the the fragility of the human condition. That's because I'm a student. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to being exported by my college, so I just assume they're going to do it. 
Yeah, that's a good point. However, they do things like bring in puppies for final exam days, so final exam days would be daycare centers, obviously. You're, you're stressed out about your exam. You just you just, you just just go, you're, you're taken care of. You goo-goo-gaga. There's cribs for nap zones instead of, like, sensory rooms. It's great. I, Chloe, like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm reeling at the idea that college universities and stuff don't, they don't have unlocks. <laughs> I can't believe I can't open it up an app on my phone and see, like, how close I am to, like, unlocking, like, a, a boon. Like, a, need, like, yeah, a, like need... a plus 5% on an exam, like, 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 in-app purchase yeah, or something. Yeah, it's an EXP booster. I... <laughs> Yeah, uh, or like, 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 why, why can't I, uh, for for getting a hundred percent on a test, get like a, a free admission pass or whatever to be like, oh, I get to skip a class or something? Like the the fact that I've gone my entire college career, which is a lot of years, because mm-hmm. like that's I was a student for a long time. I've gone my entire college career without ever checking my phone to see how close I was to unlocking the next tier <laughs> of like my education. So, so it. To get all these rewards, the problem is that you'd have to pay, like, 5% extra on your tuition for the semester pass, obviously. But, so you know, you but here's the, the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Yeah. If you made college basically free. Oh, okay, freemium, freemium Listen, college. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you could get a degree in college for free or even, like, really, really low cost. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, community college prices through, like, a whole four-year degree or even into, like, a post-graduate program. Right? Yeah. Um, but you could get the season pass. You could get, unlock the extra features. <laughs> which, yeah, you get. Which would make your, your, your whole thing easier. You get set times with the instructor as, <laughs> like, a reward. <laughs> instructor times are canceled otherwise. You get the upgraded, like, book that has better information instead of having to use, like, a standard edition book. When you, you have reach, the elite book. Yeah, when you reach level 10, you get the instructor's email address. <laughs> I love the idea of a student being like, oh my gosh, I, I I don't understand this, what's happening. I can't find it in the book. It's a total mess. It makes no sense. I need to talk to the professor. Do you have her number? And be like, oh yeah, I've got her number, but like, I'm a level 12. Like, I can't. I'm not I can't giving you her number. for this. <laughs> okay. I think we've officially destroyed my topic. <laughs> I, I wanted to make a really good baby, like, college topic, but I think we have been too scorned by the capitalistic nature of, like, of like college to, to really dive into this. My insurmountable amount of student debt makes <laughs> me very cynical about this topic. Um, that being said, maybe, like, a baby university would be a good topic Ooh, for a future episode. I'd love that. Like, what would that look like? What kind of classes you would take and stuff? Ooh, that's really just, good. Let me just, I'm just gonna... You should, like, write it thing. down. Yeah, I'm just gonna... Baby university. I can't wait to forget what that means. <laughs> okay. I had another topic. Alright, well, I guess we should lean into that one. Yeah. Okay, so this one is a total swing out, a complete tangent. It's just something I came up with the other day because I'm a baby. Mm -hmm. So I am a little bit afraid of the dark. Yeah, you should be. (laughs) (laughs) What an awful thing to say. (laughs) You don't know what lurks in there. Okay, but it's it's childish to be afraid of the dark, right? Are you afraid of space? Uh, no. I am afraid of space. Space is scary? Space is mostly darkness. (laughs) That's fair. But 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 listen, listen. Something could be coming at you from 
any direction. That's true. Unless it interrupts us, like, the path of, like, your eyes toward a star. And even then, could you even be sure that star was there a second ago? It could just be there. Yep, and you can't see it. Anything could just be there. It could be right there. It's pure darkness. (laughs) I'm glad to have found found your fear I didn't know about. Um, but this is exact. This is perfect. Aren't so, you right at the bottom of the ocean? Yes. It's dark there too. <laughs> it's unknowable down there. That's part of it. It's unknowable. All of darkness is unknowable. Yeah. When you bend down to look under your bed to find that sock that you can't find, it's dark. You don't know what you'll find, Chloe. I know you think you'll be like, oh yeah, I'll find like, uh, like a candy wrapper. Or, yeah, some, like, something got kicked under there. Yeah, like a, an empty water bottle that was on your nightstand. Or mm-hmm. or a tissue that you set aside that you meant to throw away later. Or you could find just a pair of eyes <laughs> staring at you. Hey, I hate or that. Or you could find a hand. Not even, like, a scary hand. A hand. Just a human hand. That is or, a scary oh, hand. Oh, <laughs> just a severed human hand. What? You can't say that on the baby show. What's wrong Under with you? Under your bed. You don't know. You can't say that on the baby I show. I can walk into your room right now and put anything under your bed. Okay. So, but but we're, we're, we're really getting off, uh, off topic here. So, okay. the dark is scary. The unknown is scary. Oh, yeah. But I think it's a really childish fear. Like, like being afraid of the dark is perceived as childish. Like, there is at least a... A public notion that being afraid of the dark is childish. I think the concept of fear itself is childish. Exactly. Yeah. The idea that you're afraid of anything is seen as as childish or unreasonable or unsubstantiated. Like, you could be afraid of anything. Name any fear. Afraid of of bugs. Bugs, yeah. Like, you're afraid of bugs? That's silly. Oh, you're afraid of heights? Oh, you're afraid of death? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a coward. So, exactly. Fear fear is childish. So I I wanted to ask you about that. It's because children know what's up. That's true. Children are afraid because they know. They 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 have a a clear understanding of the the cause and effect of the world and are not numb to the lack of control that you have. They're they're they they think they, they fear because because they think that that will help. And adults don't. They, they train you not to fear. Yeah. Because if you're not afraid, then you don't have to worry about the things you can't control. Exactly. The children have not been afflicted yet with toxic maturity. Toxic maturity. You know? Yeah. That's it. That's true. <laughs> um, so... I want to ask as like as like a little okay as a baby, mm-hmm. should you lean into fear? Oh yeah, I'm pro fear. Okay, I'm saying okay. Does, Wait, does fear play a component one, in littleness? Let, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. One sec. Let's. I'm gonna. Let, I like your complete tone shift when I ask this. We're just gonna dial this back. We're just gonna rewind here a little bit because I gotta tell you, regardless of little stuff, which I think. Leaning into fear, definitely important for little stuff. Okay. Leaning into mental health. Yes. Be afraid of things. Being you afraid should, is just like a good thing. You should be afraid of things. As long as that fear isn't like causing a significant detriment to your day-to-day life, it's fine. But like you should be afraid of things. A, a healthy dose of fear. <laughs> you should... The, the idea of, like, this, these fearless people or whatever and, like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything and whatever, it's, like, that's nonsense. That's, like, that's, like, 
stuff adults try to make you think and then you kind of internalize it and you mm -hmm. think when you grow up that you're not allowed to be afraid of things. Exactly. You, you should have fears. Like, that's just good for your mental health. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Back yeah, in, yeah, 100%. To, 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 so, fast forwarding into... Fast forwarding into okay, jumping back. Back into... We're getting okay, so... As a little, you think you should lean into fears. Like, oh, yeah, like, for sure. Okay, so obviously when you're being little, like, leaning into fears could be a cute part of a scene. Like, you could watch, like, a scary movie and cut up to your caregiver or cover your eyes. It could be really cute. Mm -hmm. But what about just, like, like casual, like, not during scene stuff? Like, like is it something you, you, you think you should lean into? Like, is that is that, like, do you think that's a good way to connect with your little side and everything like that? I think so because fear is an emotion and I think part of that like I know I was being like kind of over the top like yes. very dramatic a second ago yes. <laughs> but like also at the same time uh, I do think that because children don't have as much experience in the world and they don't understand how little control over it that they they do kind of it's so interesting because adults assert control very very well on things that they they feel they can assert control on. Yes. But also then they uh, just, they, they blacklist things that they have no control on. Like the idea of like going ghost hunting or something. Like when you're a kid, that's like, oh my gosh, let's go check out the school after hours. Or like, let's go look in the woods and see if we see that ghost or whatever. You, you but dive you, into your fear. You never do that as an adult because it's no. like, even if that were the case and there is a ghost, if I'd I see it, I would, I would never want to know. And I'm just going to yeah. basically blanket like in my head, say, well, well they don't, they don't exist. They're not real. I'm going to ignore that. I don't, yeah, or they are real, and I'm not going to mess with that. I'm just going to, I'm going to delete, I'm going to delete the possibility of that from my mind. I'm going to push them outside in a box. And that's why people say, like, oh, well, that doesn't exist, or that's not real, or I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, because believing it can be, believing in anything that you, you have so little control over can be a very scary thing. Yeah. Um, and, and adults know better. Like, that's, that's wasted energy on things that, you you don't want to waste energy on like you've got a day job you've got stuff to do you can't be going looking for ghosts in the middle of the night with the 99.99999% chance that you're not going to find anything and mm -hmm. then with the 1% like 0.001% whatever chance of finding something it's it's not good for you you don't want to find it when an adult makes a decision it's an analysis of the circumstances of what if you succeed is that a good thing what does that look like what if you, you no fail benefits. is does that is that a good thing and then you you use these um sort of formulas to inform your actions and try to actually you make your you make your life more efficient it's it's why instead of going ghost hunting adults who are interested in that still watch a ghost hunter tv show because those people their cost benefit there is I'm going hunting for a ghost. If I fail, I recorded a TV show. Or and then I can it's make... like an entertaining TV show. Yeah, exactly. So you, get, you get a good, like, balance and, there. And there's no cost to the person watching a TV show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think it's also because once these formulas are mathed out in your head and you do come to a conclusion, you spent so much time and energy solidifying that conclusion that you're unwilling to compromise it. Mm -hmm. So this is why adults, compared to kids, they're very concrete in their ideals, whereas kids are very elastic. You can you can talk to a kid about something and then literally the next sentence say, actually, that's not true. This is this totally backwards thing is true. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, OK, like. They're, they're willing to change their minds very, very frequently because the need to control the world around them has not, like, 
it hasn't developed yet. They they don't feel like they need to control the world. And I think part of that is, oh man, we're getting into some some psych stuff. But like, <laughs> I think also part of that is if you have a stable childhood where other people take care of you, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about taking care of the world to take care of you. That's true. Um, whereas I bet some kids growing up who really had to take care of themselves a lot probably dealt with this kind of thing at a very young age where when you're six you're like yeah i'm not afraid of the dark anymore because there's no reason to be and because that's wasting my energy it's mm-hmm. wasting my time because even if there thing. is something in the dark i can't control what's in there right so it's it you you form more concrete like decisions when you you feel like it's your responsibility to micromanage the world around you so all that said do you think it's a good thing to to lean into that? Say right, yeah. As a, that that as was a, the question. Yes. I did get off. No, topic. no, that was you an important. You can tell I like my ADHD no, is no, really no, no, not no. great today. That was an important baseline. Like we, you really, you established a baseline for us. So, in the same yes. way that you wear training pants every mm-hmm. day, could someone have a a little lifestyle thing like that to remind them that they're that they're little, that they're cute and small? Yes, and let me tell you why I think that is okay. Using the foundation we just established, I think that kids and their emotional flexibility is something like we talked about fear being very childish in attribution mm-hmm. and being able to experience fear can really put people back in a very childish mindset because of it um it it brings you back into a world not only where you're afraid of a mundane thing that doesn't make sense but also the fact that you believe in things that don't make sense is part of childhood it's it's yeah. it's like when before, when you're a kid, things don't make sense anyway. Everything That's is true. happening around you and you start formulating these schemas on how like, oh, this leads to this, this leads to this. And then you build these ideas of how the world works. And once you start building those ideas, things start making more sense. But when you're a kid, it's it's almost wonder. It's, yeah. it's um, a sense of magnificence. And this goes both ways. It's magnificence in a, oh my gosh, that totally unexpected thing happened. How amazing. But also, oh my gosh, this totally unexpected thing happened. That how, can be scary. scary, yeah. Like, I couldn't have predicted this occurring. And there's... I do think that that lack of um, understanding of the world around you, lack of um, dedication to reason is a childish thing. So okay, I, I make the point early on in saying that you should be afraid of the dark. Yep. If you want to math it out, you really shouldn't be because the likelihood of finding a pair of eyes under your bed is basically zero. Yes. So if you're going to be reasonable, if you could operate purely on logic there's no need to be afraid of the dark because the percentage of that being a relevant factor is so low compared to the energy and time you'll put into it and this is a big therapy thing where you kind of evaluate the energy you're putting into something and the the like output that you're getting from it and you you weigh those two things and this is a really good way to reduce anxiety in people and you mentioned like okay well fear being a very childish things and i uh and i mentioned like uh fear and intensity being okay as long as it's not interrupting your life Mm -hmm. but then you have people who have fear of failure you have people who do have fear of death or even people who have fear of the dark that does inhibit your life and that's um a, a in equal distribution of the effort you're putting into something and 
what you're getting out of it, which is very little. And then this is where, like, you have therapy techniques that help you mitigate this um, sort of inequity. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, Um, you're good. What was the question? What were we talking about? Is it good to, to, to be afraid in a little sense? Like, like... Is it a good way? Is it a good way to to express your littleness um, in a very casual way? And and is it a good is it a good thing when you're approached with uncertainty? To lean into it. When you're approached with uncertainty, you can generally uh, react in two ways: one on reason and one on emotion. And usually, human behavior tends to fall in the middle of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of adults lean more toward reason. A lot of children lean more toward emotion. Um, and I think that it's good to sometimes disregard reason just for the fun of it. That's fair. Um, and you might think, well, fear isn't like a fun thing, but also like it is because especially if you're one of those people who doesn't get to experience the emotion of fear, like it's nice to have a sensation that you're not used to. That you understand where it's coming from and that you feel like you do have control over. And if it is something that you are leaning into in a childish way, mm-hmm. then you are asserting control over it. As in, this is a this is a bit I'm doing. I'm enjoying this play. But also, you take something bad that 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 makes you uncomfortable and you use it to reinforce something that you enjoy that makes you feel comfortable. And I I think that's really interesting. That's why I brought this up because I, I I've toyed with that idea and like. I am a tiny bit afraid of like thunderstorms, right? Like they mm-hmm. they they make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, over the years have passed, I've leaned into it because it's a kind of childish thing, and and I find myself both more afraid of thunderstorms and less afraid of thunderstorms. If if I need to be like an adult and deal with it, I just ignore it. I can just I can just push the fear back but i could also lean into it and be like childish and it's a weird mastery over the emotion people definitely think that they have a reaction to something and they don't get a choice in that reaction like people people who say oh well i like haunted houses don't scare me oh my gosh yeah yeah, okay they listen if i went to a haunted house and i decided haunted houses don't scare me then they wouldn't scare me either Mm -hmm. i just walk through it and this very stoic what a great point and I wouldn't really care, and I'd be like, that was dumb. And then, like, I'd leave, and I'd be like, cool, I spent $14 on that yeah. or whatever. But, like, I you, mean, yes, I can take the approach of I can walk into a building and say to myself, everything in here is fake, nothing can hurt me, nothing's scary, the likelihood of the, literally the, the anything actors bad can't touch happening. Me. Yeah, the actors can't touch me, it doesn't matter, whatever. And then I can go through the whole thing without feeling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, I generally go to haunted houses and i get really excited i get i get excited for little things like the layouts and the ways that the rooms are organized um i do get excited um when like there's a a a moment where i think like something could jump out here and instead of bracing myself i'm like oh no is it like i almost like you lean into the emotion i lean into it i do that too at haunted houses because i i want to enjoy the experience so i I find the emotion and I, I, I give it more resources, more fuel. And this is the same as like when you go see a movie and if you're in a bad mood, you're going to be like, eh, that movie was fine. But then if like you're in like a really excitable mood and you see a movie, you're like, that movie was so good. Even if it's, it's a bad movie. And it's it's one of those things where it's like the the mindset you go into something, it, it definitely affects 
uh, how you perceive that thing. And we do have mastery over that. Like mastery here is, is a loose term. I mean, the, the, we have the potential for mastery over that. This mm -hmm. is something we can control. And on your topic of um, like leaning into things like this, I like haunted houses in part because I mix this emotion side and this reason side a lot. Like I, when I go to these haunted houses, I do remind myself before I go in, they can't touch me. Yeah. That helps me feel better because I think that if I, if I leaned too heavily into the emotion you side, I'd be too afraid and yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. And then I wouldn't want to experience it at all. It's you want, you want to find the, the roller coaster zone where like, like you, you go on it and it's thrilling and it's scary, but you know, you're safe. So, like, Lyra, she hates roller coasters. She hates, like, things like that that are, are scary because she hates haunted houses. Um, because she gets very, 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 very afraid. You might say she's a scaredy cat. She is, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, at the same time, we've been, on, we've been to a few haunted houses together since. Mm -hmm. And we've been on a few rides, like, roller coasters together since. And there are parts that she doesn't like, parts that she gets ner nervous about or scared about, like, upcoming moments. Yeah. But at the same time, um, we talk about them in advance. We talk about, like, hey, this roller coaster only has one serious drop. This, no one's died on this roller coaster before. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. um, let's focus on the parts that you do like or the parts that are interesting to you, like these curve these turns these the 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 way that this yeah, works the, the something. things to engage in to, to distract her from the it's, fear it's the same way that you treat anything in life i think where it's like you want to increase the enjoyment of the things that interest you while decreasing the things that are going to be harmful and part of and notice when i say like interest you not happy things because fear can be interesting fear can be fun mm -hmm. and um like roller coasters or haunted houses exactly and th this is like evoking this emotion in you is just engaging with another part of the spectrum of what makes people people and yeah enjoying that is is a really fun component of life itself but also a very childish component when it comes specifically to fear because of the way that adults perceive the idea of being afraid right Wow. We really tore this open. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to get into this as like a like a no, discussion it, from like the the psychological perspective you, of well, fear. See, okay, so I was nervous about bringing this topic up because fear is a, a negative thing. It evokes a negative response. So we've just talked about how it doesn't have to be, but it evokes a negative response and I was worried going like, "Oh, is 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 fear a good thing? Like I was, is is it is it good for littles to be I afraid? Say, it, it sounds speaking, bad." Speaking therapeutically, yeah. as someone with a license to practice clinical therapy, <laughs> emotion in general is always a good thing. Okay. As long as you maintain some centralism here. Mm -hmm. If you have no emotion at all, that's, that's a bad. bad. And if you have intense emotion, like it to the extreme, that's dangerous. That's also bad. Like when people say like a good emotion or a bad emotion or like a like like they're all good emotions. Mm -hmm. Like and if you don't believe me, go watch the Disney Pixar movie Inside <laughs> Out. Like I mean, <laughs> come on. Like yeah, people, okay, yeah, you're right. People need to have fear. People need to have sadness. People mm -hmm. people need 
quote unquote bad or negative emotions because like, they they're they're part of it. All emotions are good emotions. Okay. But it's the same way if like you're always intensely intensely happy, that's also not good because like one you're depriving yourself of half of the emotional spectrum, mm-hmm. but two that means that you might be kind of thoughtless. You might not be planning for like like uh, certain things to happen or and circumstances. You can't share your experiences with other people who aren't happy all the time. Yeah, that's also a point. But I mean, like, you definitely don't want to be happy. Like, I'm not saying you can't be happy all the time. I mean, I think people probably can't be happy all the time. But it's also like, it's about intensity. Mm -hmm. You can't be in, you shouldn't be intensely, intensely happy because generally that comes across as thoughtlessness, carelessness, and um, a lack of self-preservation. That's not (laughs) a good thing. Yeah. Um, So I, I am a believer in just any emotion's a good emotion. You okay. should experience them in that middle area. And I think that fear is one of those. And especially based on the way society treats it, or at least American society that we grew up in America, mm-hmm. um, fear is childish. It's it's one of those emotions that people say only children have this. And that's mm-hmm. stupid. But also, if you're trying to be childish, that's a good way to connect. All right. So if I tell our listeners... Lean, healthily leaning into your fears is a good way to feel to to feel literally and to to be childish in a health healthy and constructive way. You would agree with that? I absolutely agree. With yeah. that. I I I feel like I learned stuff. I hope our listeners learn stuff. I hope you maybe learn stuff, although you were mostly teaching stuff. <laughs> I it's so interesting because. I am afraid of the dark a little bit, but uh-huh. also I don't sleep with a nightlight. And the reason I don't sleep with a nightlight is because I'd love to be the kind of person who might need a nightlight. But at the same time, I also know that I'm not always at home where mm-hmm. I have a nightlight available. Or, and you don't want to like... Or like if, if Lyra's over, she sleeps in dark. Like in the, she, in she the needs, shadows. She needs darkness to sleep well. And I don't want to be like an imposition on that on for just like... By leaning into this this fear that I have. Or, mm-hmm. like, when I'm leaving work and it's late, I, I don't want to be afraid getting to my car. And I am a little bit afraid getting to my car. But I do things like remind myself, like, hey, it's fine. There's nothing that's going to yeah, jump wanna, out of the bushes. Like, you want to be okay. healthy about it. Yeah. And I do think that... Um, I do think that fear has a place in, in childishness. I also think it has a place in adulthood because fear... As long as you're moderate with it, keeps people safe. Yeah. Like fear is a, it, it, <laughs> you don't have the fear for no reason. Like every <laughs> everything that you feel in your life has purpose. There's a reason it exists. Sometimes it exceeds the healthy limits of of why it exists, yeah. but it exists for a reason. Okay, I feel educated. I I feel like I understand, and I have a bet for you. Oh, okay. What? What is your preferred childish fear? What do you think the best childish fear is to engage with? I want to amend this bet. Okay. I want to just pick which ones we engage with. Like okay, maybe yeah. like one that you particularly like to use and it makes you feel like very literally mm-hmm. and I'll do the same and then we'll just see who like, cause I, I think that it's like, well, which one's the best? It's like, well, I don't think That's, any of them, yeah. it's going to be really subjective, but like just picking the one I used, picking the one you used. And, and the listeners will pick which one they, one they connect with more. Yeah, for sure. I okay. like that. What's yours? Oh, I need a second. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm the bravest girl and I've no I don't experience fear. So 
Anytime anything surprises you, you have the highest pitched, most shocked screech ever. <laughs> I can hear it from across the house when something has surprised you. I'm jumpy. Also, that, <laughs> that was so cute. I'm jumpy. <laughs> that, I also lean into that because I used to not shout out or anything. I used mm-hmm. to just kind of be like, oh. Oh, that was weird. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, ah, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because like, it's, it's child because it's I don't, cute. Like, yeah, well, why why not? Like, it doesn't, yeah. It, yeah. Plus yeah. it alerts the people around me if something is going wrong. And that that is a good habit to, ha- to have. <laughs> if something bad is happening, screaming should be the response. <laughs> I agree with you. Okay, I think I have one. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Because I, I okay. think I know what you're gonna say. Anyway, yeah, so. I, I already said it. It's the thunderstorm thing. It's 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 this fun dichotomy uh, I have with it because I like sleeping to the sounds of a thunderstorm, right? Right. If I if I want to, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very particular thing. Like there was a thunderstorm tonight, and I I just. I took a nap and I opened my window and I listened to the sounds. But most of but, the... but like young Chloe watched like Oran High School Host Club too many times and thought that's a cute fear to have. You're not wrong. <laughs> that's probably where it started. But it's it's I want some big strong man to envelop me yeah, in his arms a... <laughs> when I when the thunderstorms are outside. No, it was I've probably spent the last like uh fifteen years getting more afraid of thunderstorms and leaning into it and and like building on it and now when it happens i like i lean into it and i feel afraid and everything and it's a genuine fear i'm not like lying um but at the same time like it is because i have so much control over i can i can box it up and push it to the side when i i need to be in control when Mm it's not serving a useful function for me yep but thunderstorms they're they're loud they're shaky um you jump a little bit and everything and mm-hmm. like like your caregiver can like put their her hands on your ears and stuff and it's just really cute and i think it it's got a lot of potential for cute and spooks also it is terrifying when lightning like strikes a tree nearby and that thing explodes and you hear the whole noise of it falling down hey, there are times when like thunder will happen or you see like a f- sudden flash of lightning outside and it's just like that instant like oh like oh my gosh yes like like it makes sense like there's no real... Okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The... <sighs> Thunderstorms aren't scary. Yeah. Lightning isn't really that scary. The likelihood of it hitting you is basically Tiny. zero. So, like, reasonably, there's no there's no logic here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, being afraid of thunderstorms, we talked about how fear has a purpose. All emotions have a purpose. The fear of thunderstorms is it keeps you alert. Yeah. If if a loud sound happens or a sudden flash happens and you react very quickly to it, that's that's good. Instincts. That's yeah. survival instincts. You sh- that's how people should react to something. People be like, "Oh, you jumped when I when I went to punch you, but didn't punch <laughs> me." It's like, "Yeah, I jumped when you went to punch me because you went to punch me." I, like, of course, my I'm body honest. in response to someone throwing their fist it should at be me to dodge, be to move, or to jump. Like that is the yeah. that is the reasonable thing. Flinching, to... flinching is a good thing. You, yeah, you should you should flinch if someone is going to hit you with something. That is the correct response. Yes. Oh man. But um yeah, so it's like I I like this a lot because it's like you're leaning into a fear that really has no substantial logic behind mm-hmm. it. 
there's no reason to be fear. I do think being afraid of the dark does have a lot of reason to it. Yeah, anything could be in the dark. Like, yeah, no. Like, like I, you were I, I, dramatically saying earlier, really anything could be in the dark. The dark is is pure people unknown. People can sneak up on you. People can like rob you or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's like if you're animals in, if you're in, be the, in the woods, the dark. animals could jump out, and they're a lot more likely at nighttime to. And they can see better than you. you, And they can see better than you. Like, there's reasons to be afraid of Mm -hmm. the dark. There's no reason to be afraid of thunderstorms other than the fact that it triggers survival instincts. That's it. Just don't hold, like, a big, like, metal, like, like, pole and run around in an open field. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. That's mine. What's yours? I think I'm going to go with ghosts. Oh, that's a fun one. Now, this is interesting because... Ghosts aren't a thing that happen and then I become afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Darkness exists and then you're afraid of the thing that exists. Yeah. Um, thunder, thunder happens and exists, you're like, I, I'm afraid of that, that, that real that just, entity. That just happened. Ghosts are a theoretical fear. Mm-hmm. They are something that we can't prove. And the ability to be afraid of those things either stems from a lot of personal experience or yeah. choice. Um, and people, I, I get this all the time when I tell people I believe in ghosts or whatever. People always ask me like, uh, well, why? Like, I mean, you shouldn't be afraid of ghosts. Like they're not real or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. why are you, why believe in them? And I think they kind of expect me to give some story about like, oh, I saw a ghost. And, <laughs> like a lot of people do. They're like, I lived in a haunted house. Yeah. And, like, blah, blah, blah. I have this grounding reason. My reason is because it's more fun. Yeah, and I, that's a great reason. I think it's interesting to believe in ghosts because why not? Like, why not allow a little bit of wonder into my life? Why not let a bit of childishness, a complete lack of reason, a lack of evidence, still be fun and interesting? But you're afraid of ghosts. Yes. So that, that's, you, yeah. you choose to let something that is... Fear, a uh, uh, frightening to you into your life because it, even though it is frightening because it is whimsical. Yeah, I think a lot of it is because, um, like, I'm allowing myself to feel a very unreasonable childish fear, a fear that I might not ordinarily feel, which mm-hmm. enables me to just experience more emotions, and I like that. Um, Absolutely. That being said, uh, believing in ghosts is a bit of a, de- it, it deters me from my fear of like the dark and stuff. Sometimes when something just suddenly falls and crashes, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry if I upset you to like some <laughs> random ghost. Or it, like, it allows you to, to apologize to your fear. Or like if I find someplace really, really, really scary, it, it, it personifies my fear of like the dark or mm-hmm. of a spooky location or you, something you and instead co- of being afraid of someone jumping out and stabbing me with a knife which, which is, is a real totally scary thing plausible i'm afraid of this this entity that logically in my head i know can't really hurt me can't really in- interact with me or affect mm-hmm. me and it most would just be scary like a thunderstorm you, you know you give shape and control in giving shape to your fears because you have shaped it you've you have you have defined your fears' powers, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's really cool. Um, I guess that's that's another real perk of being able to say like I'm leaning into a fear. Also mm-hmm. means that you get to decide what it is capable of and what it's not capable of. Absolutely. I think that if you um, just are so afraid of the unknown of it, like the dark, then um, it's hard to quantify what what 
is what can happen. You can't you can't put any sort of parameters on that. Because it's so unknowable. Yeah, exactly. Um, I suppose that's why being afraid of like monsters under your bed is much better than any of the alternatives. Mm-hmm. Because that means when you are running to your bed in the middle of the night, you just jump onto your bed like a foot in advance. Yeah. And the monsters, they can't come out from under the bed. No, that's the rule. ridiculous. Exactly. Because yeah, can... these monsters you're afraid of have rules. Right. They have a code. Right. <laughs> the monster code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're there to scare you, but they're not going to touch you or anything. Yeah. It's just like a monster thing. <laughs> Man, we recreated Monsters, Inc. High five! Woo! We got through two Disney Pixar films today. <laughs> okay, usual bet. Yeah. I think that ghosts... For, for me, ghosts are a more literally fear to lean into. Okay, and for me, it is thunderstorms. Loud oh. bang light explosion. Yep. Um, I do want to say, before we wrap this up, um, I get a lot of people who tell me, like... I can't believe in this thing or I can't lean into this thing because I know that it's not real. Yeah. Or I know that it can't hurt like, me. Like fairies or something. And, you know, I feel you. I understand. Some people need to rely on a lot of rationality in order to cope with the world. And maybe putting things not in your control isn't easy and it's something that you're not comfortable doing on sort of a, a subconscious or an internal level because of what that represents to you that's okay mm -hmm. um but i i will say that beliefs are choices you you can inform your beliefs from fact but the decision to believe itself will always be yours mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. 99.99% of your belief in something can come from logic and reason and fact and proof and evidence. But the decision for you to say, yes, now I believe that, is your choice. And that, in its own way, will always make any belief a little bit subjective. Just a little, little bit. So this is my way of saying, don't hate on other people who might not believe the same stuff as you, even if evidence might contradict them, as long as it's not hurting them or hurting other people or they're spreading misinformation mm -hmm. in a way that is going to harm the people around them. The world doesn't have to operate exclusively on fact, and it shouldn't, because with the more reason, the more fact you get, the less wonder, the less childish experience you have you you lose magnificence by defining everything absolutely so make sure that you respect other people's beliefs and their wants and their feelings and even if they don't make sense to you that's okay your feelings your thoughts your beliefs still matter even if they aren't validated by everyone around you well said. Okay. I guess this was kind of like a serious episode <laughs> with diaper college and little fears that this turned into a serious episode. Yeah, the baby stuff really got away from us and we got serious. Listen, sometimes you just want to babble about time and how like we can redefine it to be more like baby friendly. And then other times you want to talk about like the... The, the nature of fear. <laughs> the nature of fear and like the the 
college education system. <laughs> like, you know, it, it varies, you know? The, yeah. the great thing about it's, our show. It's, yeah, it's a spectrum of that. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, I'd be more worried about this if every time we didn't put out an episode that's really intense, people come at me like, that was so good. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I guess I guess you like that? <sighs> anyway, um, thanks for listening to our show. If you want to vote on this week's bet or get exclusive mini-episodes, you can join us at patreon.com slash Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Also, we are not going to be here next week. Um, that's it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no um, do you want to like, explain? I'm going to be out of town, so we'll probably record like a little cutesy small episode sometime before Tiny episode. I'm, I'm out of the, the, the zone mm-hmm. off the planet. And um, then we'll we'll be able to release that next week as like a little placeholder. Um, like we, we tend to do on our weeks off. And then we're moving to a new timetable. Yeah, the timetable is exactly the same as our current timetable because we did a um, like a poll to figure out like, hey, what's best for everyone? And apparently it's right now. But it does mean <laughs> that our bets are going to end a little bit early. We're going to end our bets on Saturday at noon instead of like Sunday night. So that's going to be, it's going to be helpful for us so we can organize our lives better. We can record on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, mm-hmm. which is really cool. We need it. <laughs> um, yeah, it really helps us. Actually, I said Sunday night, but we actually tend to end our bets Monday night and then record right after and it's it can be a really daunting like thing yeah um so we're just moving some stuff around also special thanks to people who helped fund some new audio stuff we didn't get all of it in time for this recording but next week not next week but two weeks from now our next episode we're going to try to um use it and see what it sounds like we're, and figure out what's going on with it. We're going to come at you better, louder, clearer, and at a different time frame, a smaller one. The goal is that um, with the new microphones, we can put uh, one of them, uh, we can clip it to next to uh, Chloe's seat. Yeah. So anytime she shuffles or you crinkles, can hear you can hear the, the, the really high definition crinkles. Yeah, because right <laughs> now you're not getting that good high def crinkle. And that's like, where we're wasting. She just shuffled. I bet you didn't even hear that. Like, it's messed up. Yeah, it's not fair to you guys. It's not fair to me. Like I'm, I want to be able to to really hear that in the audio, um, <laughs> and the episode. I, I am. This is it. This is me doing it. Jeez. You can find us on Twitter at the usual bet, and you can email us at the usual mailbox at gmail.com. Both of those are in the description of these episodes. Please feel free to email us with all your childish fears. We would love to hear them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if, like, leaning into fears helps you or if, like, it's impossible for you, that's all really interesting stuff. And, like, we like to know we want to talk to you. Are things. Um, and then if you ever want to do that whole conversation instead of an email, but in person, that's, or you can come to our Patreon. All right. Um, is that it? Yep. Can I do the thing? That's it. All right. Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. Thank you, Juice, for a wonderful cover art. You can find me at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. Where? Patreon.com slash, no, what? <laughs> that's not right. Um, <laughs> shame on Kimmy because uh, she got in trouble earlier. For oh yeah, she was a naughty a bad girl. girl, so she couldn't be on the show. But if you want to shame on Kimmy, you can do so by going to her Tumblr. Tumblr? Yeah, Tumblr. Man, it's just like I was gonna say Tumblr, and I was like, wait, Tumblr is still a thing? <laughs> um, bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. <sighs> All That's right. It? Okay, bye, everyone. Thank you, everybody. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.